We'll give it one minute. That's right. You have 60 seconds to call in live. 415-550-0511. If we have no callers in the next minute, we are going to play the game with our in-studio guest, Bay Area comedian, Rolando Roblero. Are you up for the challenge? Um, yes. That is good to hear. I am. We're going to give about 45 more seconds. What are they doing? Why are they calling? What's the reason to call? Because they're going to play notes from a two-girl sex show DJ, our listener call-in game show, where you can win. What are they going to win this week, Sean? Two sex, two girls? Uh, I don't know. They are going to win a $25 gift certificate to Taqueria Cancun. That's right. Everyone's favorite late-night taqueria, Taqueria Cancun, located in the Mission, downtown, and all over San Francisco for your finest tacos, burritos, and more. Taqueria Cancun. The game is... Say it again, Jamie. The game is notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. There you go. And what we are going to do is read the notes... That the DJ took at a two-girl sex show. So imagine yourself at a two-girl sex show. What is that? Which is like at a strip club. You know. Uh, two girls are dancing two around Two girls you. are going to dance at the same time and play and have yeah. fun. So and, two girls dance around and then And then the audience, which is nice uh, etiquette, is to tip. Okay. And uh. so the game... Which you are obviously playing because we have had no callers. Yeah. Uh, we are going to read the notes that the DJ took that day. Uh. And you are going to tell us what See? were the tips. Oh, shit. What were the tips? Um. Okay. What were the tips? Yes, what were the tips? So okay. All right. we're going to read you the notes. And you are going to tell us how much... Did the ladies make in that particular two-girl show? Are the notes in front of you? The notes are in front of me. Okay, so what's... All right, I'm ready. Are you ready? Yes. All right, well, go ahead and read it. It was Tuesday afternoon. Four o'clock. In the audience... There was about two to seven people coming and going. Okay. They weren't the greatest tippers at first, but the show livened up and got real exciting. Uh Uh-huh. All patrons threw at least $20. Is this a math question? It is somewhat of a math question. Yeah, I don't want to do that. (laughs) It's also an estimate. All right. How much they would tip. Yes, you're gonna let us know how so much they tip. Can you just tip. say like a, like a, a type of person, and then I'd be like, they'd probably tip this much, depending on if the ass, and then kind of critique the woman a little. Well, you don't even know these ladies, right. so you have to base it off of their stellar performance, which I am gonna tell you right now was a stellar performance. But Though there was C-section? two to seven people in the audience, that show That's rocked. Intense. In fact, they were kicking so much ass that. They went from a normal two-song set to a extra third song. They all go to three. They all go to three, he says. Oh, you mean the two for the uh, the pay 
for to get them to dance around you. I am talking about the number of songs they dance to. Normally in a two girls show, it may be a two song set. But this uh, show was so spectacular, they added a third song. Okay. One, two, three. Number three, that's my favorite number. And now, you tell me, how much were the tips? How much were the fucking tips? Enough to... She still works there. Her dignity <laughs> isn't taken over. You come... How do you know? That? You must come within $5 you know? either direction. Whatever, 50 bucks. $50, he says. $50. So much. I'm sorry, Rolando. That day was a stellar show. They actually made $162. Multiple women? Multiple women, a uh, two-girl sex show. That's right. Two women made that much between each other. We thank you. Two women made that between each other in about a total of seven to nine minutes. Damn Good. near amazing. Good. I tell you, that, that stripper just, money. He wanted a fucking... They work together. Women work together. They do Strippers work, work with together. Women that don't fuck their husbands. I thank you for playing, Rolando. Notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. Brought to you by Takaria Cancun. We're sorry you didn't win, but... Was I supposed to get it exact? We hope no. You get within five dollars, but you know it, it is a tough, it is a tough, tough game. We don't expect Number. many winners. Last week we did have a big winner, Dalen Poland. That's right, Dalen Poland, big winner yeah. of our gift certificate. Yeah. But is that the game? That's that the whole wonderful. game. That's it. That's the whole That's game. It, it's over. It's over. Yeah, don't you hear the music? It's playing, bro. It's rolling credits. That means game's fucking over and you fucking lost. How does that feel? It is rolling credits. Tell us about. Tell us a little about about that. About your feelings right now. What are you feeling? What's going through your head? Let's cut this music down. I don't know. There's like I want to talk. <laughs> I want to say some, things. You know. Let's give you some ominous music. I got some. I got some more music. Yeah, let's you. put a little like uh, you know like walk of shame music. Is like he's you know. He just lost. It's not. It's, it's not good. He's feeling low. He thought he'd do better. There you go. Listen. Uh, uh, let's hear your feelings. What's? What is this? Oh, just wait. I'm uh, sorry. Geico commercial. The, yeah, just. Uh, Geico is good commercials. Nah, it's horrible. Uh. Yeah, it's bad. I dream of Jeannie. There you go. Oh, now, Inception. Now tell us how you feel. Just tell everybody how you feel. Go ahead. Remember, there are multiple levels to this dream. Yeah. Um. Is there tears in your eyes? What the fuck? This <laughs> 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 is fucking hilarious. Uh... <laughs> Um, I don't know. I mean, Jason Gordon Lovett is doing a good job, and uh, <laughs> and uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, Do you mean like in life? Chris, just... uh, Christopher Nolan is um, is directing well. He's doing something right, and uh, he's making the whole movie a, a piece. He's not. He's not parsing it up. He's not piecing it up. 
the, uh, the music matches the frames. And it's, it's, it's good. Christopher Nolan's just good. And he's serious. It's a pretty good review, man. You know? It's yeah. good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, think about, uh, but how do you feel about uh, your loss? A loss? On notes from a two-girl sex show DJ. I feel, I don't feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, you sound like the DJ <laughs> after seeing all of those sex shows. You feel nothing after a short while. That's a strip club yesterday. Yeah, how that, how'd brother. that go over? How much, how much did My you lose? Was, he, uh, <laughs> How much you lose? It's like going to a casino, I didn't right? Lose anything? I paid. Oh, you paid for something. That's uh, true. You do pay like for quality bucks? service. Sixty? Oh, that's that's nothing. Good. I used to I used to watch Not people. Uh, drinks. I used to watch people, uh, you know, look like they just lost everything at a casino in Vegas. Like they come in all happy and excited and shit, and then they walk out like, oh my god, what the hell just all happened? People dreams <laughs> buying Donald Trump's. Uh, uh, stability. Yeah. That was some good shit, man. Patrice O'Neill was a, uh, and he is. Uh, I met him many times in New York. His hangout was. Uh, I'm sure you should. You should check this place out too. It's uh, Stand Up New York. Is it Stand Up? Stand Up New York. Is uh, that it? It's a club up on like 70. Uh, I think it's 78th or 79th in uh, Broadway. Um, about and, comics. Uh, is that in New York? Comics is no longer open, but yes, it is in New York. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. Yeah. Yeah, Patrice is good, man. Yeah, Patrice was great. He was really funny. Uh, he was always up there hanging out. That was uh, one of the places yeah, he I was know definitely Patrice. at the most. I know good Patrice. Shit. I don't know him personally. <laughs> yeah. I know his comedy. <laughs> I know his stand-up. <laughs> yeah, all black people know each other. Yeah. <laughs> right? That's the, that's the, like, all white people look the same, or all Asians definitely look the same. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, I don't know. I can't, I can't be the, yeah. What? They, you know, they're, all black people they're very rob similar, people, yes. and all Asians look the same. Like, let's put it out there. That's rough. That's rough. I'm a black man. I can say these things. Yeah. I love white oh, women. Speaking oh, uh, of black men, I don't really love white some, women, uh, but whatever. Oh, white, white. Mm. That's a black thing. White women. That's black a, men. Let's even say it like that. I'm a black man. I like girls that are white. No, that's girls. that's Maybe how you're I supposed to see it. I haven't graduated that's to white to woman it. yet. I'm still in white girl. Are you territory. still doing girls? Ooh, I don't know. I I was it's messing about with a uh, a Googler. A Googler. Yeah. I wonder if she ever got that job. But was she she, uh, she was trying to be Google. She was Irish. She is Irish. Irish and French. No, she applied to Google, and she's just entrepreneuring her way through the tech industry in San Francisco. And uh, I went to a, a Google Glass event, like before it was, she bought it. She bought the Google Glass. Google and Glass. That was like a, you know, but she's, I wouldn't, I mean, she's a woman, sure. Like, she's talking about buying a cabin in Ireland. Whoa. Very you know? hot. So that's, and she's 20, early 20s, somewhere around that, 23, I think. And, but that's, you know, that's a, but is that a white woman? No. That's yes. Of course it is. That's a girly. No, but there's these so-called white women around here, around these parts, where we are right now. And would I call her woman? I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe. It's not up to me. It's up to her dad and me. It's to the, the, the father <laughs> and the child. The father and the, the male determines if you're a woman or, or a girl. That That's works. why. 
Yeah, because females are Let's could see. be a woman in their some guy's eyes, and you know he, she's trying to make she's trying to prove to her father that she's a woman. You know, that's what we're doing with dads too. I haven't really analyzed that stuff though. Yeah. I'm well, closer. I'm. It's a. I have a. I will tell you one thing. All dads like. What I hop, I hop. They all like I hop. That's Miss Benita Applebum. Who's Miss Benita Applebum? <laughs> Benita Applebum. <laughs> Can you let me know? What's happening right now? Who's Vanita Applebaum? Applebaum. Is she? <laughs> it's not the name. It's... Oh, okay. Question the authority. Things some brothers don't.
Notice Corporation, TAN, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization based in the state of California, USA, to promote, network, and educate the creative arts worldwide. They are actively working towards moving their business offices from Palo Alto, California, to San Francisco, California, scheduled for 2011, but they need your support to make this happen. If you enjoy the creative arts, including dance, film, literature, music, theater, visual arts, and multimedia, in your life and community, then please visit their website at theartsnoticed.org and make a donation. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Oakland Art Murmur is a coalition of art and cultural venues dedicated to increasing popular awareness of and participation in the arts in Oakland, with an emphasis on visual art. They promote visual art in Oakland through collective marketing and outreach efforts and our monthly First Friday events, which are open to the public and attended by hundreds of local and visiting art enthusiasts. The First Friday Art Walk has grown to include street performances, one-night-only art installations, activists raising money and awareness for local social service organizations, and political initiatives. For more information about the Oakland Art Murmur, go online at www.oaklandartmurmur.com. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. All right, we're going to keep some music rolling. It's the top of the hour. Soul Sausage on air. 2 a.m. on the West Coast. 5 a.m. on the East Coast. And I guess it's the time for a little fish. Enjoy this one.
Good morning. Good afternoon. Oh, man. And welcome to the Weekly Review. With Roman and Molly. I'm Roman. I'm Molly. And we're here to bring you the news. Which is uh, depressing, but sometimes we play music. And hopefully some music that will cheer you up a little bit and may- make you want to dance or sing along. And actually, there is exciting news. There yes, is, so. there is. There's also some depressing news, so fear not. Yes, we've got everything you want news-wise. A nice mixture for you today. And some good music. We opened up uh, with some Judas Priest, Breaking the Law. Woo! And then some B-52s with Cosmic Thing. Oh. Um, so today I'm going to play music only by like queer LGBTQ artists. Okay. So that's, that's the theme of the music today. Um, and it's good. Yes. Because, <laughs> yes. you know, it doesn't qualify you to be an awesome musician if you happen to be queer. Mm-hmm. Who was our first one again? Judas, Judas Priest, Priest is, yeah. Is... Well, Rob Halford, the lead singer, came out maybe like 10 years ago. I feel like it's been a while now. Okay. Um, very cool. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes people assume when they hear the word gay in music, it's like they think techno or house music or show tunes. And I grew up, you know, that's all well and good. I personally grew up on rock music. So I'm like, yeah, there's a, plenty of rock musicians out there. So playing mm-hmm. some of those today. Yay. Yeah. Um, Pansy Division did a great cover of Breaking the Law, and they changed the lyrics to Breaking the Law, the Sodomy Law, <laughs> and that was pretty awesome. Yes. So I'll which, have to play yeah. that at some point. Yeah, which has been uh, wiped from the books as of 2005, the Lawrence versus Texas case. Yep. Yep. Laws. Am I Laws. right, people? <laughs> yep, we're coming up on the 10-year anniversary. Woohoo! Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like... Anyway, just, 2003, uh, we already passed the 10-year yet. Wow. Yeah. So babies born now will have no idea yep. the, the kind of stuff people put up with. Although I'm sure there, there may still be laws on the books that are totally um, obscene and don't make any sense. Yes. Like, you can't put this in your body. Obscenity laws are obscene. Yeah, they are. Well, just, you know, in terms of, I guess, substances or things that people want to... I'm thinking more like drugs. Or su- yeah, substances, or it, it's so so ludicrous that someone ha- thinks they have the right to tell someone else what they can or cannot, you know, mm-hmm. take. Mm-hmm. That makes me sad. Yes. Anywho, that kind of brings us to there's an awesome exhibition going on at Mutiny Radio here in the Mission, 21st in Florida. Come by. We've got amazing art from people who are incarcerated at Folsom State Prison. So come by and check it out. We got letters. There's like visual art. It's beautiful. I started crying. I mean, granted, I cry easily because <laughs> I'm touched very easily by beauty in the world. Um, and there's just, it's really amazing. And Pam's doing an amazing job of putting it up. And folks should really come out and check it out. It's just really wonderful because there's a lot of folks whose voices aren't aren't heard, um, especially those who are locked away. So it's really important to give them a space to be seen and heard. And I will say, I do not cry easily. Um, so I did not tear up at this, but I was enthralled and I'm very excited about this exhibit and I highly recommend that you come down and check it out. Yeah. It is very beautiful, very yes. beautifully done, very poignant, very, you, you can't help but hear these pieces. So come down and yes. see with your own eyes. Yes. Yes, indeed. Speaking of eyes, I had my first, uh, the first surgery, uh, so that glaucoma, I think I've been yapping about it for a while, but, um. And it went well, so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm a little bit, I'm much less nervous about the next one coming up just because I know what to expect. So I'm super grateful that it, it went well. So it's awesome. very good. Very, very, very good. Are you all back to normal now? Nope. Uh, I'm still doing eye drops okay. in my left eye. Um, 
um, but it's like I used to be 2200 in my left eye and now I'm 2040. Hey, um, my God. Yeah. Does that so mean you'll you'll be a contact free man? I don't know. I mean, maybe I still have to like wear reading glasses um, or uh, we'll see because it might change over time. Mm-hmm. And we're also not sure how the right eye is going to go. But my, my right eye has always been stronger than the left. Um, but I mean, the main thing is that because of the glaucoma, like a, a very, there's a lot of pressure and it was just going to increase over time. So mm-hmm. it was, I mean, the, ad, you know, having the vision help, that's mm-hmm. a, that's a big thing. But then the main thing is that it was able to, we we're able to catch it in time right? Um, before it, it would get worse. Right. So yeah, but it's, it's straight. So now I'm just doing one, one contact lens at a time and it's like, it just cuts down on the time in the yeah. morning and in, in the evening when I come home, Yeah, just like, Oh, just one eye, just one yeah. eye. So that's, that's pretty neat that is nice yeah yeah so thank you to doctors and nurses out there and everyone who helps other people uh medically yay yeah thank Thank you you. (laughs) thank you (laughs) thank you to bus drivers too i moved further away so i and also after the surgery i I can't really bike for a while so i've been taking a lot of public transportation and getting rides with folks so thanks for the folks who have been uh manning the vehicles (laughs) thank you to folks who are doing that too yeah yeah I've been, I wouldn't drive. I mean, I couldn't drive. I could, but yeah. I don't think I would drive a bus. I don't think I have it in me. Yeah, that's one thing. I mean, I like, I tap out at like a large van. I don't even drive cars. I haven't driven a car in like over 10 years. It's like since the Lawrence versus Kansas. <laughs> it's Texas. like Texas, Texas, Texas. I think of Lawrence, Kansas, like the city. I think that's where it came from. I don't know Lawrence, Kansas. I Lawrence. don't have that to be confused about. I'm sure there is. There's, there's got to be a Lawrence everywhere. Yeah. There's a Lawrence inside all of our hearts. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we've been okay. off for a couple of weeks. Yes? Yes, yes we have. Or, um, how many? I know it was definitely last week we were yeah. off. Yes. We'll be joined by, um, I met this awesome musician named Felix Lee um, at the Queer Open Mic. This was... A few months ago, and Felix will be coming on the show today, so we're very excited Yay. to have Felix here. That's awesome. Very happy to give local artists some more uh, space to perform and share their art with the world. And we told you we'd play music. And we will. <laughs> we'll play even more music. Now with even more music. Yeah. A weekly review. More music. Um, I hosted a, an LGBT improv jam earlier this week, and it was great. Yay. And a lot of folks came out, and it was like super supportive, and it was just it was just really wonderful. So there were some folks who had never done improv before, and it was really great to have people kind of try it for the first time in a, a supportive environment. So I was very happy about that. That's so I awesome. I would share, and I'll let folks know when the next one's coming up. Yeah, that's delightful. The uh, yes, yes, ending is just a good habit to get into. Yeah, kind of fun. It's a great philosophy. Mm-hmm. Just to like, you don't necessarily have to agree with someone, but at least, you know, listen to them and build on their ideas. And if we do that together, uh, that'd be pretty great. Imagine if people in Congress did that. Like, you know, we're like, hey, people don't have adequate health care. Yes, and let's fix it. Instead <laughs> of being like, uh, sucks to be you. Fart, fart, fart. <laughs> no, they don't even do that because they're not even that funny. They're just sick and disgusting people. Oops. Well, that's oh. okay. That's all right. I don't, I don't regret saying that. Seriously, I, I do like I like some people in politics. I understand that like some. even like as you go up higher and higher, it gets like more gameplay and stuff like that. But I'm going to go ahead and say I'm very excited about the November 4th election. David Campos versus yeah. David Chu for Assembly yeah. District uh, 17. Vote David Campos. Yes. Yeah, totally. I, I feel mixed about 
voting and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely David Campos for sure, for sure. There's some, yeah, for sure. Um, at at one of my jobs, we get the Bay Area, Bay Area Reporter, even though we don't necessarily like the paper. But I guess customers ask for it, and they had an ad out, and it's like a LGBT, but not really. And they put an ad out that was like supporting David Chu and Scott Weiner. Mm-hmm. And we're like, no, like yeah. why? No, like yeah. they're not good for the community. Why are you supporting them? Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, exactly. Barf sound. Yeah. I feel like sometimes all you can do is just go blue when talking about politics and politicians because it's so disgusting. Go, oh, go blue. Bl- like they, I guess it's like not like toilet Democrat. humor. Yeah. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. Democrats. No, no, no. I was thinking more just like very like I don't want to say immature, but perhaps like. Kind of yeah, just kind of going like, it, it just feels disgusting. Just the just politics, and I guess we'll get into some news stories where it's just people, just creating laws and enforcing laws that hurt people's rights, and it makes me sick. So all I can do is just kind of go to the most base level and just make fart noises because it's <laughs> after a while I get tired of fighting. Yeah, it's it's true. Although I will say that like there are. Definitely good politicians out there, like Tom Amiano, who is the guy leaving this assembly district. Is He was great all through his tenure. He's been great as a supervisor in San Francisco. He was great in Sacramento. He sponsored the Domestic Workers' Bill of Rights, and I love him yeah. for, like, many, many reasons. Whatever happened to Russ Feingold? I know he's not around anymore, but, like, or in politics, but I was just, his name just popped up, and I was like, oh, yeah, he was someone who was, like... I remember he like protested the war. This is like back in the day. Hmm. Gosh, I'm oh, time flies when you're you know mm-hmm. trying to survive in a capitalist economy. Oh, I thought you were gonna say having fun. Yeah, and having fun. I mean, maybe. I mean, will the two meet? Let's find out yeah. how. But yeah. Um, oh. To be honest, I don't know Russ Feingold, he but was, I. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I look forward to hearing about him, and I'm about yeah. to hit me with it. <laughs> is he from Wisconsin? Gosh, see now I feel silly because his name just popped up, and then I'm like, he was just super awesome and very outspoken, and that seems to not happen a lot. Or I guess the folks who are outspoken um, seem to like argue against things I believe in. Mm. But he was always right on, and he hasn't been around in in quite some time. I mean, there's also there's Bernie also, Sanders, yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Warren, yeah, for sure. <sighs> yay! Yay! Anywho. So, I mean, we can start talking about election stuff. I um, also have, like, there's a local... The SF Guardian is, like, no more. That's pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's confusing for my brain, honestly, on, like, a deep-seated level. Yeah. I'm like, I was going to, like, I don't know. Like, the, how will we get by without the best of the Bay? Yeah. Anyway, well, that's era, the weekly. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Okay, but the Guardian still confused. Oh, I mean, it's still just, like, to have press out there that were... And I'll read... There's a letter that uh, one of the journalists wrote. Mm-hmm. It's very brief, and I'll just read that. Um, it pretty much sums it up, that, sums up their feelings. That uh, Actually, if, if you want to go into that now, that would be awesome. I'll go into it now like a dark tunnel. Oh. That sounded kind of sad. Um, but, it is kind of sad. But you know what? When one, what's the saying? You know, when one, I always, I always like do sayings on this show, and they're always somewhat incorrect if not anyway but it's like when one door opens another window when one door shuts another door opens yeah so perhaps it's kind of like with uh, glenn greenwald like he ended up um leaving the guardian and starting uh, the intercept so you know perhaps these journalists and folks can like create something new that's even better than the guardian right so here's a letter 
Um, it's not addressed to us though, because we're not friends and family. But I think it's to the it's on it's posted on Facebook, so it's pretty much to everyone. Okay. To my friends and family and listeners of the Weekly Review, <laughs> uh, thank you so much for all your support. For those of you who don't know, today the San Francisco Bay Guardian, a historic all, oops, historic alt weekly, I had the honor to write for, was shuttered after 48 years of raising hell in San Francisco. 48 years. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Oh, I won't put this prettily. This fucking sucks. Oh, it does. We held San Francisco power accountable, kicked ass, took names, and wrote up a fiery brand of journalism that San Francisco will now miss. Working at that Bay Guardian will always be my journalistic dream job. Oh, it was always my journalistic dream job. When I was 12 years old at Marina Middle School, junior high, I read my first story about PG&E corruption and was inspired. Years later, San Bruno exploded. People criticized The Guardian for its strong stance against PG&E, but years later, even The Chronicle was forced to acknowledge that the place was shady. When I was 27, I got my first steady gig in journalism as a staff writer for The Guardian. For a year, for a year I got to raise hell in the pages that decried Mayor Willie Brown's wheeling and dealing, now a lobbyist who The Chronicle now publishes as a columnist and advocated against many of the ills that now plague San Francisco. I don't know what the future will bring, Will we revive the Bay Guardian somehow? Will we continue to report in exile? I don't have the answers, and we'll be figuring it out all in the next few days. All I know is this. San Francisco's radical soul is dwindling. Mm. And rather than accept this fate, we need to fight back. Yes. This is where my father grew up. This is where my mother raised me, where my brother lives. This is my home. I will never give up on San Francisco or on writing journalism intended to protect it. Thanks all for everything. I'll have more soon. So oh. that's from uh, Joe Fitz. That, uh, oh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that kind of mirrors just what's been going on in the city. I mean, I just moved back, you know, a couple of years ago, but it's not the place that I thought it would be or that I've heard about it being in the past. And it's really sad because it's supposed to be one of the few, you know, the sanctuaries, one of the few yeah. places people could come and feel safe and live live in peace i guess and not have to worry about being pushed around and that seems to be happening yeah ditto it's uh i moved back full-time after college and it is um quickly slipping away from my fingers i feel and if i can just have a moment of hope i do feel like this election is a referendum on the direction that san francisco is going and i want to see prop j pass fifteen dollars minimum per hour i want to see prop g pass and at least if it will not completely stop evictions putting a uh let's see putting a damper on them by stopping uh speculators from just buying up the city and then turning around and selling it for a greater profit and evicting people and yeah and i think it's cool to figure out other ways um aside from the voting you know that we can kind of stop that as well let's do both yeah let's do both plan a and plan b and then find plan c and a plan d so it's not all just up to you know sure voting can help um mm -hmm. i think it's really important also just to have other alternatives um to create the city or to kind of can't you can't bring it back to what it was but perhaps we can create something new um and steer it in a certain direction my hope is art you know yeah. just get in conversations and getting people to think and talk to one another um that's all we can do really and vote yeah i mean if you don't have money it's kind of 
it's easy to feel powerless because mm-hmm. it's like I would love to be able to like pay people to do certain you know to do certain things but can't quite do that mm-hmm. so but if you have a lot of money you can create ads and just buy land and property and kick people out so there has to be a, an alternative for folks who don't have that capital mm-hmm. anywho did you want to go into any of the uh voting stuffs well, I have here the pissed off voter guide for 2014. Woo! And you've heard my, uh, let's see, that, let's see, as you know, or maybe you don't, but <laughs> Roman and I were both involved in the benefit for Prop G. Yeah. Yay, Prop G, and then Prop J, uh, who doesn't support a, uh, a $15 minimum wage? I know some people don't. Some people don't. Are you going to tell stories of people who don't? I, I won't tell stories about them, but... Fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> That's all I got to say. I have I have talked to people who would be like, it'll raise the price of my groceries. I'm like, baby doll. Some people can't afford groceries. Yeah. So like, let's, yeah. I, I don't want to call you a selfish cunt, but. <laughs> wow. I don't think I've ever heard you use that word before. Um, I, I kind of, I love that word, actually. I was, uh, and I, I don't like using it in the pejorative. <laughs> I, I mean, it totally works in this scenario, though. Yeah. I don't want to call you a selfish douchebag. See, douchebag, like, rubs me the wrong way. Well, I, like, using cunt is a bad thing. I, I just like saying the word, yeah. but it kind of rubs me the wrong way in the sense that, like, it's just, it's like, I, I would like to see us become, like, Australia and Britain, where it's just like, oh, you cunt. <laughs> like a term of endearment? <laughs> yeah. Let's go frolic in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> Everything smells like strawberries. It's just cunty, cunty, I cunty. I want to live in your version of Australia, because that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I bet some Australians want to live in my version of Australia. <laughs> <laughs> mm. um, but yes, so I, I highly, in short, I do highly recommend that you pick up um, or check out the pissed off voter guide, especially because I love, I love their phrasing. Uh, like in regards to uh, David Campos's opponent, David Chu, um, the opening sentence is his opponent, David Chu, is hella catfish. Which is correct. Hella catfish? <laughs> like, he's, like, pretending to be something he's not. Oh. Uh, he'd fit right in with corporate Democrats in Sacramento, and that's a problem. Mm. Um, blah, 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 blah. No one cares because David Campos is going to win. We've got a... Uh, uh, he lost by just a little bit uh, in June, so we've got everybody... Get out and vote for David Campos because I love Everybody. him. Everybody. Yeah. Vote for Campos. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. Vote, vote for, for Campos. Campos now. Uh, election day. Yeah. <laughs> or now if you now? have your vote in vote by mail ballots because oh, a lot of great. people, I have it, got to vote. I've got to vote. Is that that like big packet? Because I, I just moved so I'm kind of like a little bit discombobulated, but I received like a packet in the mail. That That's like be the it. booklet. Yep. Perfect. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then there's, let's see, we'll have a guest on later to help us figure out Prop E, the, uh, the ever controversial tax on sugar sweetened beverages. I understand for those of you who are on the fence, I was recently tipped to the side of voting yes on Prop E. Um, but we'll hear more about that later because that's a, a complicated. Yeah. Um, and 
let's see what else what else should we just mention at the moment you know i think those are the really important ones to go through right right up top nothing else is uh is that close of a race so yeah who's running against wiener who is running against wiener i, I mean i'll vote for them pretty almost i won't i won't say regardless but i'm definitely not voting for for him the question is, is Wiener up for re-election? Well, there was an ad for him. Like, there was, he was an ad for him in the, uh, in the Bay Area Reporter, so I assumed there was, he was up again. Oh, I bet. I bet he is. Um, I've yet to see those. Because uh, with the, all the construction in the Castro, which is totally unnecessary, apparently, uh, <laughs> I've yet to see the, uh, the new bike parking. They haven't put those in yet, as far as I know, which is a little bit... You know, and they they misspelled. There was like all these plaques of like LGBTQ oh, people, no, no, and no, there no, were no. multiple. There were multiple like typos, and it's like, are you you can't hire a proofreader, or even just like me or like anyone else who can yeah. be like you. And then someone was called like transgendered, which is not really the correct term, and yeah. it's like, and you're spending X amount on this. Like I am all for celebrating like historical figures who have like made the world a better place for everyone. So why don't we fucking honor them and use correct language and not have typos in like bronze or whatever you yeah, know I these know. things in the street you know it's yeah. not like an it's not like a facebook posting just go back and edit yeah <sighs> yeah that is just sick that is disappointing because it's just like when when all that was going on i think we were all in our heads going like this better be worth it guys where it's been like months and months and months um anyway yeah uh so um that's for the voting. Molly's currently looking up some more information on, on Scott. Scott, Scott W. Scott Wiener. Um, and I will also say, if you support a candidate like ahem, David Campos, then tell everyone about it. I ended up voting for, uh, in the election where Scott Wiener was elected uh, to, uh, to the Board of Supervisors, I could not tell if I was going to vote for him or for... Um, Raphael Mandelman, or for a woman whose name I now forget, honestly, although she was a wonderful candidate. No, no, I, I definitely knew I wasn't voting for Scott Wiener, but I couldn't tell if it, I was going to vote, who I was going to vote for between one of the other two candidates. And Raphael Mandelman supporters were just so dogged, and every time I turned the corner, there was someone there being like, vote for Raphael Mandelman, until finally I got into a conversation with someone outside a bar that I don't even think I was at. I think I was just passing by and they grabbed me and they just kept saying, he's good people over and over again. And he was like, he's good people. He's good people. I was like, all right, fine. You convinced me. There's So pick your mantra, whatever it is, and just yell that about David Campos. Yell how awesome he is in the streets and eventually people will vote. We've got three weeks to convince them to vote. Yes. Um, and yes, they're not, uh, so there, there is no one that the League of Pissed Off Voters is endorsing, uh, uh, to run against, uh, Scott Wiener. Although, Can we write in like a cat or something? Cause that yeah. might be less destructive to the community. Yeah. <laughs> Cats aren't going to build like condos. I don't think. We'll do pretty that. sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm. Right in Mutiny Radio, just have the entire yeah. station. Oh wow! <laughs> there would be probably uh, an excess of cannabis around, a lot of music and art. Um, I think it would be a good thing, personally, if if like the city was collectively 
run. Yeah. Well, I mean, the city is technically, it is collectively run. Like, people, the that's how the supervisor, the supervisors each represent a district, and mm-hmm. then they collectively work together. But yeah. I mean, collect, like, I guess, I guess what I'm thinking more is just, like, actually, like, the needs of the people are mm-hmm. being met. Yeah. So, yeah, you're totally, you're totally right. I was thinking more if the folks running things could actually make things better for everyone. Or, the, you know, the greater good. What happened to the greater good? It's around here somewhere. Maybe Russ Feingold knows where the greater good is. Let's vote for that guy who just, well, he doesn't want, he wants to be a journalist, but the, the guy who's no longer working at The Guardian. Oh, Joe Fitz. I like that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I was going to start talking about Ferguson because that's oh, still yeah. going on and there's still plenty of protests and more people have been killed and more people are being arrested. So, and Cornell West was arrested. Oh, boy. So, ah, I just <laughs> want to scream about it. I mean, uh, I scream sometimes on the show, and there's no, I'm going to scream a little bit. I'm not going to go into the microphone. Okay. Ah! I don't know why I backed away from the microphone yeah, for that. I don't want to hurt people's ears, and then I also, keep in mind, if you don't like me or other people screaming in anger, uh, let's create a just world where there's nothing to upset people to scream about. Then don't arrest Cornell West. Yeah, or anyone else. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. the officer, you know, the murderous officers, they haven't been arrested. Mm. Yet folks are going to protest. Um, peaceful people are being arrested. Yep. Ah! Sorry. Oh, no, I'm not sorry. That Again, one hurt. That I'm one sorry. Hurt I'm so, oh, see, I'm sorry about that. Yeah. I don't, it's like, I don't know how else to, after a while, it's like, what uh, I know there's like political action. It just, it's so... I mean, it's like, I think back to the movie Network. I played a clip from it like months and months ago on the show Mm -hmm. where it's like, you know, you just like, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore and just like screaming because it's, I mean, everyone's kind of going through it. Like we live in a really unjust world and everyone are, I think everyone's oppressed in multiple ways. Some Mm -hmm. folks perhaps more than others. Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to say. And we kind of all just like go about our daily life and go to work, go to school, do whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's just so much anger. Like, I mean, I'm, I consider myself to be a pretty overall peaceful person, but I'm also super fucking angry. I'm super, 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 super angry. And it's like how, and I know I'm not alone in this. So it's like, how do we let out this anger? And I know it's like through to be proactive and to, to make change. However, there's like just being aware of what's going on and like hearing about things happening to friends and friends' families, just things that are totally unnecessary, violence occurring that's totally unnecessary, like my gut reaction is just to scream about it because I don't know what else to do because it's just so fucking hurtful. <sighs> and then there's comedy, I guess, or art. You know, no, it's yeah. like you you take that pain and you try to like, which is, on one hand, maybe it's not digging. You know, it's not like quite getting at the problem directly. Um, it's just, it's the, you know, life. Yeah, okay, life isn't fair. Um, and also, yes, and life mm-hmm. isn't fair. And also, there are things we can do to kind of hold people accountable for their behavior. Well, I think what you said with the uh, multiple levels, or maybe I said that. Who knows? We both think that. Multiple levels of like doing stuff. That's where the art comes in. Like yeah. Maybe it's not directly attacking it, but it's certainly like... That's how America used to dominate the world with their art that like, and we still do to a certain extent. Like everyone thinks that when you live in America, there's like just a, I don't know, there's just an abundance of cars and everyone's middle class. Nope, and like, that's not true. And it's, uh, well. <laughs> I, I would say yeah. there's more cars than middle class people in America. I think that's a safe bet. 
I, I don't know. I do know that statistically most people think they are middle class whether or not they fall into that particular actual bell curve or not. Like, yeah. I think it's dis- I mean, it's disappearing. Yeah, it's totally disappearing. But I see plenty of cars around. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of cars. Yeah. If we could do more ride sharing, I think that would help. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to be a, a ride share person. Yes, yes, indeed. Sharing the rides. Sharing the rides. Uh, yeah, we shared a, a ride. We gave a, a lift to an Australian fellow mm-hmm. back, I guess it was a month ago, weeks ago. Maybe three weeks. Three weeks ago. So that was cool. Yeah. It's, you know, if you have empty space in your car, why not help out someone who needs a ride? I think it was a full month. My word, oh, time flies. Oh, goodness. Time does fly. Um. So, yeah, so uh, Cornell West was at a peaceful demonstration at St. Louis University, and this is, like, back on Sunday, like, last last Sunday, um, a couple Sundays ago. And then uh, hours earlier, during a large mass protest service, West said that he he came to get arrested. It's a beautiful thing to see people on fire for justice, but I didn't come here to give a speech, West said during a discussion on Sunday night. I came here to go to jail, and I think it's too... Um, also, just let other folks know that this is still happening. You know, it's like with the news cycle, it's um, something happens and then people pay attention and then people forget after a little bit and they go on with their daily lives, even mm-hmm. though it's still going on. Yeah. And another unarmed person was murdered. So it's still going on and journalists have been arrested. Peaceful protesters have been arrested. Yeah. And it's fucking disgusting and it makes me scream, as you've heard. That's nah. all I have to say about that. It's still going on. Um. I will also say, because I'm in hopeful mode, there's something about an election that just makes me, I'm just a nerd for that, that that whenever, no matter what's going on, I'm just like, and it's going to be okay, because look, the people out on the front lines were working for stuff, getting stuff done, and I'm, uh, I'm very thankful for everyone who's been arrested in a peaceful protest. I've never been arrested in a peaceful protest, although I've certainly taken part in many. Yes, same here. Uh, um... So to all the people in St. Louis, the people around the world in Moral Mondays, the people in Occupy Hong Kong, the people yes. everywhere. Yes, yes. Oh, Lordy. Let's keep on building jails. And eventually, I mean, if they don't stop it, we're all going to end up in jail. And then, you know, be no one left on the outside. That's but, a really pessimistic way. Yeah. I'm just say, saying this could be like a totally dystopic future unless we yeah. stop. I mean, perhaps, you know. We're from the future, and we're here to stop it so that doesn't happen, and to educate folks. And that kind of goes back to the art exhibit here where you can read uh, letters and, and work and words just from folks on the inside. And if you didn't already know that people, that everyone's human and we all have a, everyone has the same, like, heartbeat, we're all in this together. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, just know that and it's, it's, of course, it's super sad to realize and ex- extremely, like, frustrating and angry to realize that um people innocent um i mean also i, I hate the, the idea of innocent versus guilty because there's a f- plenty of folks in big business who are guilty as fuck who've been polluting the earth who have been you know like people in big banks people oil business you know just those folks aren't being locked up people who start wars they're not being locked up um so if they're not being locked up why are we locking up anyone else personally yeah, yeah. anyway but I am, an, I am an optimist. I am, despite my anger. I'm an, mm-hmm. I mean, if I wasn't an optimist, I wouldn't be here. An angry optimist. I'm an angry optimist. I think that totally summarizes my, my point of view. And it's good to be angry because then it kind of inspires you to do something. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so yes, on that exactly. note. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, perhaps we can uh, play some music. Sure thing. Yeah. Let's see who's next here on the music. Um, I was going to play some Anthony and the Johnsons, but Johnsons, but it's like um, it's a little bit sad. So I'm going to get something a little bit more upbeat, I guess. Peaches. There Peaches. we go. I'll play Yay. a couple songs by Peaches, and that'll get us like up and up and running. And then we'll be back with some more news for you, for your beautiful hearts.
It's no bogus journey It's your heart's true yearning It's time for Bill and Ted's Homosexual adventure To begin They might seem kind of dumb But they're not rubes They got each other by the pubes Squeezing on one another's tubes One's dark and one is blonde Day and night they get it on They got condoms in their pockets Plugging to each other's sockets They learn from Socrates and other ancient Greeks The art of homo love and sexual techniques They may not be too bright It's no bogus journey, it's a boner journey, it's time for Bill and Ted's homosexual adventure to begin. And welcome back. That was Pansy Division with Bill and Ted's homosexual adventure. That was hilarious. They're a great local band. They've been around for a while. Nicely wonderful. done. Yes. Nice, nice turn of phrase. Absolutely. And before that, we heard Peaches uh, with Ayushi, and then Boys Wanna Be Her. Yay. So I feel like I'm in a much better mood now. Yeah. Nothing like little Peaches and Bill and Ted's homosexual adventure, which I didn't even know was a thing, but totally makes sense now. It's sure. Th- absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. To be honest about the movie itself, I only saw it one time, and I... Um, I must not have been stoned enough to appreciate it. <laughs> I, I haven't that. seen it in quite quite a while. Because there was like the Excellent Adventure was the first one, and then mm-hmm. there was Bogus Journey. Uh, it was the second one. And I saw that in the theaters, I believe. Hmm. That was interesting. I know like Faith No More was in it, or like they had a song on the soundtrack. I think they may have, I feel like they may have been in it, so that's cool. They're a local band. Um, they've been around for a while. I know they'd broken up for a bit, but, you know, fun facts, local right. bands. Right, Yay. Good stuff. Um... So I had a story. Um, so of course, there's still war on reproductive rights in this country because yep. shit's fucked up. So there's um, stories that we read every now and then of doctors who are like, "Fuck this! I'm gonna make sure that um, I can help as many people as possible." And here is one person. Before there, there was a story we read a few months ago about a doctor from Chicago who I think traveled down to like I want to say Mississippi. And here's another doctor, um, and this is um, from the L.A. Times, and it's a. Uh, Doctor goes to great lengths to keep abortion accessible, and her name is uh, Carol Ball. Doctor Carol Ball was two thirds of the way through her morning commute when she heard the news. The first leg of her journey, a scooter ride to the Twin Cities airport, had been uneventful. Not so for the second leg, a 200-mile flight to Sioux Falls, as the U.S. Supreme Court struck down a Massachusetts law keeping protesters at least 35 feet from abortion clinics. The loss of any kind of protection is a blow in Ball's line of work, and the Massachusetts case had been widely watched. But the ruling will have no direct effect on the doctor in running shoes and khakis who performs abortions far from home, because losing protection means you have you have some to begin with. Mm. We don't have a buffer zone, Ball 62 said as she got off the plane. We wanted one, talked for years about trying to get one. 
Several times every month, Ball jets into South Dakota to perform abortions at the only clinic in the Mount Rushmore state. Jesus Christ. A Planned Parenthood facility that for the last decade had been unable to find a local doctor willing to perform the procedure. Mm. During that time, South Dakota legislatures passed some of the most restrictive laws in America governing women's access to the procedure, including a 72-hour waiting period that does not count weekends or holidays. The most controversial law passed in 2011 requires every woman to visit what the state calls a pregnancy help center before having an abortion so she can hear about the options available to quote unquote help her maintain her relationship with her unborn child. Uh. Talk, oh, I'm not going to scream. I'm not going to scream, but I want to. This is so fucked up and reprehensible. Uh, Planned Parenthood has sued state officials to stop the mandate. If the organization loses, the clinic's future would be in question. Officials say the law is so offensive that closing the clinic is under discussion. On this overcast Thursday in Sioux Falls, there were patients waiting, lots of them. Ball heaved her backpack onto her shoulder and headed off to the airport. Escalators to meet the security guard with the sturdy SUV whose job it is to make sure she gets safely to her destination. Through Sioux Falls Regional Airport, past neat houses with pickups parked out front. In and out of a subway for a sandwich to be eaten on the run, around a smattering of protesters at Planned Parenthood's driveway, into the secure clinic on the edge of town. Ball rushed into the spare facility, um through a back door guarded by security cameras. The waiting room sports a soda machine and an aging television. A quote-unquote bomb threat robbery checklist hangs by the phone in the central lab where Ball goes over the charts. She donned her blue scrubs, bolted down her chicken sandwich, and prepared to see her first patient. It was Ball's second trip to South Dakota this week, the second time each of her 17 abortion patients had visited the clinic. A woman seeking an abortion in South Dakota must have an initial consultation and returned 72 hours later for the procedure. Mm. On Monday, Ball was met Ball met with every woman scheduled to have an abortion. Because the clinic is the only one in the vast rural state, many patients drive four or five hours each way. Yep. They arrive on Mondays, go home, and return again on Thursdays, upward of 20 hours on the road for a procedure that takes minutes. Mm-hmm. Ball is loath to talk about what goes on between physician and patient during the mandated first visit. The clinic has been embroiled in litigation for more than a decade. As medical director for Planned Parenthood of Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, and lead plaintiff in the current suit, she fears that anything she says could be used against Planned Parenthood in court. But the state is clear about what Ball is required to discuss with her patients. First, she has to make sure that they are not coerced into ending their pregnancies. That's no problem, she said, because she would do that anyway. It's the other requirements that cause her to squirm, the ones that mandate her to pass on information that she believes medical research has called into question or outright debunked, but legislatures have placed into law. Mm-hmm. All right, this pretty much, the article goes on, and this kind of goes back to what we we're talking about before and why I get so upset about people making these laws that are just totally destructive and harmful. That's why I like to vote good people uh, into place. Wait, does it say what the medical information is? Um, yes. I'll continue reading on. Yeah. Try not to get too angry. Um, Ball is required to tell her patients that the abortion could cause an increased risk of depression or suicidal thoughts, as opposed to, you know, having a child that you do not want to raise. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mm -hmm. because that's, you know, that's totally... Anyway. (sighs) She also is required to tell them that, according to state law, the abortion, quote-unquote, will terminate the life of a whole... Oh, I can't even fucking read this. It's it's so gross, I'm not even going to read it. It's just a fucking lie, and it's fucking gross. And it's... Can I read it? I don't know. Oh, man. I tried to stay happy through this broadcast. You know what? There's not going to be enough peaches and pans to division to, like, un- <sighs> um, 
It's just fucking lies. All right, lies, 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 lies. Okay, in 2005, that's, that's what it is. It's lies. You gotta, you have to lie to patients because they're idiots who think they have rights over other people's bodies. Okay, 2005, South Dakota legislature convened a four-day hearing to study abortion, its effect on women, and the science of reproduction. It was the beginning of an effort here to dismantle Roe v. Wade, the 1973 Supreme Court decision that legalized abortion. The desire, officials said in a report released after the hearing, is to protect women who had been misled from undergoing a procedure they did not understand. Because um, women don't know what's going on with their own fucking body, so you need some asshole idiot, I'm assuming men, um, telling them what to fucking do. I know. It's hilarious. I laugh. I, I chuckle. I want to fight. I'm not a violent person, but it makes me want to fucking hit people. Mm. It really fucking does. It really, really, really does. It really, really, really I can't even... I can't... I. All right. Um, okay, so it's pretty much people being dicks. And that's an insult to dicks. All right. <laughs> Ball has performed abortions for more than 30 years. She knows every woman responds differently, that what brings deep relief to some creates regret and conflict for others. But she considers the legislative reasoning here pseudoscience of the anti-choice people. Abortion, she said, terse and wary, is basic health care for women. One in three women have an abortion in their lifetime. How much more basic is that? Mm-hmm. Okay, so she's, I have yet another hero, Dr. Carol Ball. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, oh, lordy. Um, so the article goes on, and it's, it's posted on our, our Facebook page. There's quite a few more details here, so please read up on it. And I would like to live in a world where this is not a fucking issue, mm-hmm. where people have access to reproductive health care, all kinds of health care, and they don't have to worry about kind of having to submit to it. It's just so backwards and disgusting and gross. It's sad. It's, I mean, the way I like relate in terms of like with transgender care is if someone was like, and there are certain, you know, uh, I wouldn't say laws necessarily, but if someone was like, oh, you have, and in a way it kind of is like, oh, you have to, you can only go to certain places or mm-hmm. someone might persuade you not to, which mm-hmm. I'm sure still happens in a lot of places or you have to wait a certain amount of time. And yeah. if you've made up your decision about something about your own fucking body, mm-hmm. you should have access to it immediately mm-hmm. and not have to listen to people telling you lies about, well, maybe you don't, can you imagine if we started making laws about these people mm-hmm. being like, well, you can't do this with your body. They wouldn't, people wouldn't stand for it. Mm-hmm ready for women to take over i'm very sad now i'm sorry it's okay i mean that's the news we can't you know it's, it's the news there's not enough pansy division and peaches in the world <laughs> wow well um i could play some music and then we can be joined by our awesome musical guest who'll make us very happy i, I know am for very sure. excited about that so yeah let's um let's play some more music and um Let's, you know, use these seeds as a way of just knowing that there are people out there like Dr. Carol Ball doing this good work out there and plenty of other doctors out there doing good work and risking so much to help other people. So that's a positive spin on it. Yay! And there are people who are doing this and this news is out there and let's, I'm hoping, I mean, I hope that part of it would be a generational thing. Like maybe more and more people who are coming along will be less ignorant Mm -hmm. about it and also just be more respectful and just allow people, people know what they, the only thing we have in, in this world is our own bodies. That's right. like the only thing that we have. So we should damn well allow people access to mm-hmm. whatever they want to do to their bodies. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all. And perhaps that's that'll happen in the future. Um, and we can work on creating that. Oh, wow. 
Oh, it's it's heavy, but to not talk about it, I think, is a disservice. Yeah, I'm certainly glad we talked about it. Lordy, 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 lordy. Okay. So let's let's pick some good music to uh, cheer us up. Yay! What is some good music? Um, that's happy. Mm. Here we go. How about some Sylvester? That will make me very happy. Stallone? <laughs> no, although he was in gay porn back in the day. Yay! That's a fun fact for everybody. Um, this is going to be some Sylvester. You'll recognize the song when you hear it. Okay. And here we go.
Alright, and welcome back. Uh, so we have a wonderful guest here joining us. We have Felix Lee, who's a mu local musician. Um, we're very much looking forward to hearing uh, Felix play. Yay! I'm so excited. Alright, how are you doing, Felix? Uh, I'm good, I'm good. Trying to settle my nerves, always. This happens before a performance. It's good, though. Right on. Well, we're all ready for you, so uh, feel free to start. Cool. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
was beautiful. Yes, oh. it was. That was what I needed. Yeah, that makes does make everything better. Oh. Thank you. Oh, thank um, you. I guess I would say that that one is called, um, it's, well, I wrote it, I put it together this past summer solstice, so I just call it my summer song 2014. Oh, oh. yeah. Oh. oh, it's so good. That is good. It's really, oh, it's so good. It's just, yeah. Thank you. All right, so the, the next one I, I'm going to do, I have to uh, retune the guitar oh, sure. for a moment. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, so good. I just, it makes me, like, I wish my smile could be heard, Yeah. I guess, because it's just, um, it's, it's art like that that just makes everything feel a lot better. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's the goal with my music, I think. It, yeah. You have succeeded yeah. Excellent job, a million I will say. times over. I'm already looking forward to just listening to this podcast again so I can hear these, these songs. Oh, yeah, where can we um, hear your music? That's right. So this is good. I'm, I'm not the best at self-promoting, but um, I have some music uploaded at ReverbNation.com forward slash Felix Lee. That's L-E-E. Um, so, Excellent. Yeah. All Check right. Yay. Yay. Oh. Yeah, Molly and I were just discussing. We've had so many amazing artists on this show, and we'd like to put together a compilation of because there's just been, oh, yeah, oh, yep. I, I don't have any words. Yep, <laughs> I have the word yep. Yep, that's my word. Oh. Yeah, uh, this is why uh, I am so glad I know Roman. One of the many reasons, because he has such great taste in music. Oh. It always brings me the latest cool happening stuff. <laughs> I just, um, I don't know. Music is just it's a, the universal language. I guess mm -hmm. is the is the saying, and it, it, uh, yeah. Oh, I don't know what else to say. Music just speaks for itself. Well, I'm ready. So there we go. Yay! All right. All right. Good. How how are the levels? Is that okay? It's okay. Good.
Thank you. Mm-hmm. What was the name of that one? Um, that one is only called by the date that I made it. It's uh, 8 17 11. Oh, excellent. Well, today's 10 17. So, oh, yeah, there we go. Hey, yeah. yeah. <laughs> awesome. Happy three year, two month anniversary of creating yeah. this beautiful piece of music. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I could do one more. Yeah, please. That would be okay. wonderful. I have to tune for this one, and this one's going to be a cover. Okay. Just All right. Forewarning. Ah. Uh, mm, mysterious. Mysterious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess Halloween is coming up. Yes, it is. Um, I was going to be a concept costume. What What are you going to be? Well, I'm I'm not. I've changed costumes, but I was going to be the concept sexy Halloween. That's right. And I was just going to dress in something black and orange and short. Yeah. But a piece of candy corn with like lingerie yeah. or something. Yeah, that something along those lines. <laughs> candy corn lingerie. Ah, that's actually that's so fun. Um, but um, when my purse was stolen, my orange dress was in it, and so. Uh, I, I decided, I, and then I found a bow and arrow, and I decided to be Katniss Everdeen, because inside I'm 12. Who's Count, Countess Everdeen? Katniss Everdeen. Katniss who's that? Is the heroine from The Hunger Games. Oh, okay. Yep. I haven't read The Hunger Games or seen Highly Hunger recommend. Games. Okay. Do you know who you're being? No, I remember I was Bender last year. Yeah. Um, I still have part of that. I'm looking for the Bender mask might still be at your house. I still have part of that, yeah. I okay. Mask. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess going as Bender. I don't, I don't know. I haven't really given it enough thought, so I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure who I'll be going as for Halloween. And, and Felix, who will you be going as? I don't do that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a little bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always consider what I might do, but I only ever remember that I think the last time I dressed up I might have been like five years old and I was a dragon hmm. which was cool that's pretty awesome yeah that's solid yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm ready okay all right okay let me move the mic a little closer um, so this song is one that I I fell in love with I'd say like a year ago and um, it was a really tough one to learn to play, but maybe a few months ago I was re-inspired and picked it up and found myself just making lots of headway in it, and I think it's a very beautiful song. It's called Sozinho, and it's by a Brazilian guitarist and composer and a singer named uh, Caetano Veloso, um, and I just think it's such a beautiful song, and I can translate it after um, if y'all want to know what it means.
Welcome to join us in the studio for an interview, if you would like. Yes, please. Here I come. Yay! <laughs> oh. Yeah, feel free to have a seat. Um, makes it a little bit hot, so you don't have to keep on going. Okay, is that good? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you so much for that. That was really beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I'm happy to share, yes. <laughs> Would you translate that last one for us? Right, yes, I can do that. So, um, it's a very sweetly sad love song. Do you want me to, to speak the lyrics and translate part by part or just do the whole translation? What do you prefer? Either way works Either for way. me. Okay. I guess I, I tend to forget the lyrics. Let's see if I can do this. It's it's different when I'm singing it than when I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. But okay, so let's see. It's uh, sometimes in the silences of the night, 
I lay there imagining the two of us. I lay there daydreaming of the before, the now, and the after. And how does it go? <laughs> Why do you leave me? Um, Why do you leave me so free? Why don't you hang around? I'm so lonely. And then the next part goes, I'm not, nor do I want to be your master. It's just that the sweetness sometimes falls so hard. Oh. <laughs> right? Oh. <laughs> I have my secret plans and desires that I open for no one, only you. And then, and then the second chorus is, um, why do you forget me? And more, why do you, yeah, basically, why do you forget me? And what if I become interested in someone else? And suddenly she wins me. And then the very last part, the refrain is, when people care, it's clear. Quando a gente gosta, é claro. And, okay, and then what? It's so, it's interesting how the words escape me when I'm speaking them. Um, basically, you you deceive me or it's only lip service, right? You say that you love me, but it's only lip service. Um, or you deceive me or you're not mature. Where are you now? Essentially, that's it. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> that is heavy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. How did you mm-hmm. come across the song? Um, so I've been doing some independent study of Portuguese um, just because it, it appeals to me, um, essentially. And... The best way I found to learn a new language is through music. Oh yeah. Um, and I just I fell in love with that song when I heard it on a podcast, um, some YouTube podcast that was like a language learning type thing. So. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So, uh, how long have you been playing music? All my life. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Very Forever. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I started out, I remember messing around on a piano, and not to say that I was any good, but that I loved um, hearing and feeling the resonances, especially of the the deeper registers, and would just kind of bang out these really intensely dark tunes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then I I had like violin lessons for a moment, but I was like three or four year old, four years old. So like, what three year old really has the attention span? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember having a lot of pride and carrying my violin around to like aftercare wherever I was and, you know, squeaking out whatever notes I could play. Um, and then in uh, third grade, I took up the trumpet and I played that all the way through seventh grade. Um, when I got braces, that wasn't working anymore. That was a very painful process. And so that's like when I right around when I was like eleven or twelve, I started playing guitar, and so that's been my main since then. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. Are there any like artists that you feel like inspire you? Like, I guess I'm sure there's plenty, but any that come to mind, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness, so many, yeah. so many, so many. It's and across just this very eclectic range of genres that. It, it just doesn't even make sense to list because they'd be like, well, I didn't hear that in your music or like, what? You know, I sell just so much folk and then electronic. I yeah. love myself some Radiohead. Oh, I mean, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was very into, very, still am to an extent, but definitely into mm-hmm. Radiohead for sure. 
Yeah. And I can I can I can definitely sense that in your music for sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Mm. Yeah, it's very eclectic sounding music or like music that I don't know. I'm not the I'm not the good one with music here. My mom was a musician, so I have like to a certain extent like hidden myself under the rug from it. Hmm. Are either of your parents like were they are they musicians or well, so I've had several parents in my in my childhood. Um, one of them in particular played a lot of music, mm-hmm. um, and she sang, and that was actually, although it was inspiring, it was also a source of kind of intimidation because I was always like, well, if I can't sing quite like that, then maybe I shouldn't open my mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, um, and that was just something I kind of internalized. It wasn't necessarily put on me. But um, I remember growing up, she had just tons of records and um, just so much music. There was always music around. Um, and lots of music uh, just in my family in general, people playing or um, performing, even like drag acts, I oh, remember. Cool. Right? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So, where did you grow up? Uh, well, I was born in D.C., um, but I lived in several places, uh, including Chicago, Massachusetts, um, and now, you know, parts of me are from the Bay, too. I yeah. like to say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I lived in Oak Park for a little bit when I was a kid, so. Oh, that's like outside Chicago. of, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, was there in the 80s? That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Excellent. Mm-hmm. So, um, where can folks, um, do you have any, like, shows lined up, or do you have any performances? No, the, the whole lining up shows things has ha, not kind of come naturally to me. I kind of just say yes to when people ask me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. Do you play? Oh, I, I mean, I do like the stand up and like storytelling. Mm-hmm. So, but I definitely have that. It's, I find antithetical, mm-hmm. antithetical. Uh, to, yes. Just to like as a performer, like I just want to create. Um, and then with the business or the logistical side, I have a lot of difficulty with either promoting myself mm-hmm. or setting things up. Yeah. I, I totally get that. Yeah. So I'm always happy when someone invites me to, 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 to do what I, you know, what I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've made a pact with myself to just say yes when people ask. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> it goes back to the whole improv thing of yes, yes and. and. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, yeah, thank you so much for coming in today. Just, mm-hmm. yeah, your music's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah. I'm always happy to share it, too. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really, inc- yeah, oh, it's just really good. Mm-hmm. It's just really, really, really good. Thank and you. And I hope as many people get to hear it as possible. Mm-hmm. Imagine just like I was thinking like in the Shawshank Redemption when he like puts the record player on and everyone in the prison like if we could like blast this I guess it's this is what radio does yeah so I guess yeah. we're kind of doing that anyway but like it'd be cool just to like if everyone everyone could really hear it oh it's just, thank you yeah <sighs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's very healing music that's good that's yeah. the goal yeah um, if I if I may share a yeah. couple things please. Um, so one thing that's really exciting to me these days is that a month ago I started this program at CIIS, the oh, yeah. Sound Voice Music Healing Program. Oh my God! Oh, Are you in oh. class with my mother? Who's your mom? Bonnie Johns. Oh, um, who goes by Beach? Yes. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> Sorry, now I'm screaming in my yeah. phone. Yeah. All right, that's my mom. Yeah. Oh my God! That's, that's awesome. Yes. Oh. Yes. Oh. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's my mom. Ah. 
Beautiful. Wow. Yeah, yeah. See, small world, small world. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's yeah, really just, cool. I went to visit the other day, and then she played me some of the music that she was working on mm. in the class. Mm. Oh, that's, yeah. That's wow. so exciting. I love that. That makes me. That's, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's amazing. I'm shaking my hands like a muppet. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. It's true. Oh, that's so cool. That's so great. Mm. Oh, small world. Mm-hmm. So anyway, tell us your take on CIIS. Um, I don't know if I want to get into that, but <laughs> or, or whatever you're. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so what I yeah, what I wanted to share is that um, I heard about this program some years ago, um, and as soon as I I found out about it, it resonated very deeply with me. This calling to use my music for healing, and in that time in my life, I was needing my my own healing, <laughs> um, working through a lot of depression and just. Some, some intense stuff around just that. And um, music was like my last lifeline and a way that I, I, I don't know that I necessarily healed myself, but I used it to connect with the emotional pain that was going on. Um, and in fact, there were times where I would sit down to play and then listen to what I had recorded, and that was the moment where I knew what I was feeling. Not when I went into it, it's like, oh, I'm feeling so blah blah I need to get it out. It was just like, I don't even know what's going on. I'll just play some music. And then listening to it, I was able to hear the depth of what I was going through emotionally and just found, I guess, an innate capacity to do that. And so once I heard about the program, I was just like, oh, I need to learn these skills so that I can consciously and intentionally do this for other people and so I'm just thrilled to be in the program and also really thrilled to hear that people do find my music healing already so that's great oh absolutely <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean I I heard you perform at the queer open mic and was, oh <laughs> yeah or again words don't necessarily do it justice and then to hear you perform again today it's just yeah words don't but just it is healing. It is so fucking healing. Yeah. So and it's yeah. beautiful and yeah, I don't I don't even want to talk anymore because I don't it just doesn't quite translate everything mm. that I'm feeling, but yes. Mm. Just yes. Thank you. And thank you. Mm. It's a gift. It's a fucking it's a it's a gift. Well, I'm happy to come back anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, anytime. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's always it's it's an impetus for me to get new material out. I have a lot of ideas, lots of material in my, my computer, but when people ask, and I'm like, okay, well, I need to get something new. So whenever anyone asks, I'm always trying to get something new out, and that's my inspiration, so, so to speak. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I didn't really know what else to say either yeah. at this point. <laughs> yeah, well, we definitely would love to have you back. Thank you, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, right on. We have a little bit of time left, so maybe we'll um, see if there's there's more. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Um, Well, I was also going to share some events we have coming up. Are we ready for it? Yeah. All right. Well, if we remember a couple weeks ago, we had Zoe come on um, telling us about the events coming up for this month of ending mass incarceration. Um, Yeah. And on October 22nd, it is National Day of Protest Against Police Brutality. So there's a lot of stuff that's going to be going on. I'm going to go through 
basically all of it with you because there's a lot of good stuff and you gotta you know pick a thing and go out and do it because it's gonna be awesome like the oakland national day of protests to stop police brutality repression and criminalization it's going to be at the east bay or let's see in the east bay at the police station um from 1 p.m to 10 p.m and it's going to be uh let's see gonna be starting at oscar grant plaza and starting at 1 p.m so go on down no work no school no business as usual make your voice heard everybody um and then after that you can go to save ccsf coalition general assembly um it's you can do the National Day of Protest Against Police Brutality, Repression, and the Criminalization of um, of People, let's see, at 3795 Fairmount Ave, San Diego, California, at 6.30 p.m. 